getting broke down their tower because uh, people at Panula were dicks. Hey there. Welcome back. Today we're going to be looking at the Gideon cycle. I always want to say, Giddy up, Gideon. Yeah. And then play the Rawhide song. But that's probably just me. Uh, anywho, uh, let's go over a few basic ground rules before I get started. For those of you who are new, mere reading is a method of reconstructing the situations that the biblical authors were responding to. This is done by reflecting some of the text. Like when I say Gideon was a Midianite, that is what the opposing narrative was saying, and the biblical text is responding to that. Be sure to check out the corresponding blog post for this episode so you can see how I made the sausage. There is a link to it in the show notes. I believe that there were multiple authors of the Book of Judges, and the Northern Book of Judges is one of those authors, which I will be referring to as N. That's N as in Northern. If you haven't already, please listen to the introduction of this series, as it will go over the primary themes of the Northern Book of Judges, of which I will be commenting on in today's episode. All right, so having said that, let's let's get into the... um, uniqueness of the Gideon cycle. So first of all, some of the differences that you're not going to see in the end narrative is the, uh, the signs. The uh, There's no, oh, Gideon is, is afraid and he's weak in faith. Like that's not going to be in there. Uh, that is a later addition. Uh, Gideon is made out in the end narrative as to be uh, no, really no weaknesses. So uh, that is one of the things. The other thing is the troop dwindling. In uh, the later sources, will say that the uh, Gideon started off with a whole bunch of troops, and then it gets whittled down to 300. That is not the case in the end narrative, uh, and says that he started off with 300. Uh, primary concern of the Gideon cycle is forming a strong Israelite military force by showing that Gideon was an Israelite military hero. And as usual, uh, and will be trying to show that God, uh, Yahweh is the God of Israel and that Yahweh is a strong uh, God of war. All right, and just to go over a few uh, the causal connections briefly. Uh, the Midians were de- defeated because of internal conflicts. Uh, this is well. This is because uh, Gideon was a, a Midian, and so he's uh, revolted or had uh, fought with his fellow Midianites. So um, the opposing narrative was saying that uh, the Midianites were defi- defeated because of internal conflicts, because there's no record of the Israelites defeating uh, the Midianites, and the the sword of uh, the sword of Gideon had defeated the Midianites because Gideon was a Midianite. Uh, Gideon killed Zeba and Zalmunna, uh, who were Midianite kings, and every man's sword was against his fellow and against all the armies. So that's a, a civil war description. Uh, and the opposing narrative was saying Gideonite was a Gideonite. Gideon was a Midianite uh, because Gideon was in the camp of the Midianites. Uh, I just noticed my notes here. I have Moabites here in place of Midianites. I get those confused apparently, but uh, it's supposed to be, it's all, it's all Midianite related. Uh, I'll have to go back to change that. Uh, anywho, 
uh, Gideon was a Midianite because he was in the camp of the Midianites because he attacked two Israelite cities. He killed the men at uh, uh, Tabor. He resembled the king, the king of a, a Midianite king, son of a Midianite king. Uh, Jethro did not kill Zeba and Zalmunna because they were his relatives. Uh, and because Gideon had the royal crescent, so Midianite royal royal crescent, so why would he have them if he was was wasn't Midianite? All right, so that is the uh, opposing narrative and causal connections. In short, uh, you can check out the blog post to see the um, exact layout of that. Uh, but I'm, now I'm going to get into the text. All right, starting uh, Judges six uh, verse two, the hand of Midian prevailed over Israel. For whenever the Israelites put in sea, the Midianites and the Malachites and the people of the east would come up against them. So this is and making excuses. Okay, well, so Israelites aren't easy pushovers. The uh, the Midianites had to have an alliance with other people so that they could uh, prevail over Israel. Now, this is also referring to possibly some um, uh, countering that there was a drought. This could be a, a hit on the uh, f- f- fertility power of Yahweh. And so N is uh, making it not because there was no rain, but because uh, the, the Midianites kept taking their food. They would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the land as far as the neighborhood of Gaza and leave no sustenance in Israel. Thus, Israel was greatly impoverished because of Midian and the Israelites cried out to Yahweh for help. All right, so here comes Yahweh to the rescue inferring that if they, they had uh, just been followed Yahweh the whole time, uh, that they wouldn't have this problem. This is, this is, this is one of the end arguments uh, throughout the uh, Northern Book of Judges is that, okay, well, yeah, there's, um, yeah, there's no record of Yahweh being Israel's, Israel's God because Israel left Yahweh. They never should have done that. But originally he was their God and he, they should have just stuck with him. And look what happens when uh, they leave Yahweh. They get defeated militarily. So uh, Yahweh is the God of Israel and so follow Yahweh and then you'll have military power and then you can all come out and uh, sign up for uh, the kingly line of Jonathan's army and uh, everything, everything will be great. The spirit of Yahweh took possession of Gideon and he sounded the trumpet and the Abizrites were called out to follow him. He sent messengers throughout all Manasseh and they too were called out to follow him. So here we are starting off. Gideon is going to be made a from the tribe of Manasseh. This is just the, the sounding... Uh, warning shot over the the bow that Anna is going to be making, trying to make the point that uh, that Gideon is a an Israelite. Oh, my alarm! That Gideon is an Israelite and not a Midianite. He also sent messengers uh, to Asher, Zebulun, and Naphtali, and they went up to meet them. Then Gideon and all the troops that were with him rose early and encamped beside the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them, below the hill of Morah in the valley. All right, so and is is, is sure to point out that uh, Gideon is not in the camp of the Midianites. He is uh, that camp was north of them. He's in the Israelite camp. So Gideon must be an Israelite. So he's not a Midianite. That same night, Yahweh said to him, "Get up, go down to the camp." All right, so N's going to admit, yeah, Gideon was in the camp of the Midianites, but it was because Yahweh said to go down there. And he's going to hear all about this dream. 
Then he went down with his servant uh, Pura to the outpost of the armed men that were in the camp. So uh, Pura, I don't know who Pura was, but uh, N obviously wants him to be subservient to Gideon. When Gideon arrived, there was a man telling a dream to his comrade, and he said, I had a dream, and in it a cake of barley bread tumbled into the camp of Midian and came to the tent and struck it so that it fell, it turned upside down, and the tent collapsed. Uh, so this cake of barley bread could be like a pejorative term for the Israelites uh, since they didn't have any f- food or very little food. Uh, cake of barley, eating the barley bread is not 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 uh, ancient people's first choice. So you're in uh, dire straits if you have to eat barley bread. So associating the barley bread uh, with Gideon is making him out to be an Israelite because the Israelites were eating most likely be eating barley bread if uh, you know if the, if the Midianites were coming and burning their crops and everything. They're not going to have much food, so that's what they're going to be reduced to. And his, and his comrade said, This is no other than the sword of Gideon, son of Joash, a man of Israel. Not a Midianite, he's a man of Israel. Okay, so uh, you people of the opposing narrative, you can get that through your head. Uh, into his hand, Yahweh has given Midian and all the army. So uh, again, and, and injecting, um, uh, well, Elohim, I think I said God, but... Uh, in the Hebrew, it's Elohim. So uh, again, and is is equating the Elohim of Israel with Yahweh. When Gideon heard the, t- the telling of the dream and its interpretation, he returned to the camp of Israel. So yeah, so he was in the camp of, of Midian, but he returned to the camp of Israel because he's an Israelite. After he divided the 300 men into three companies and put trumpets into the hands of all of them and empty jars with torches inside the jars, he said to them, Look at me and do the same. When I come out to the outskirts of the camp, do as I do. When I blow the trumpet, I and all who are with me, then you also blow the trumpets around the whole camp and shout for the Lord and for Gideon, or for Yahweh and for Gideon. Okay, so this is... um this is N likely responding to the fact that um, uh, there were, there was no uh, there was no sword of an Israelite that defeated defeated the Midianites, and so N is going to be putting this uh, story in here to explain that. And there was no swords used because they had other things in their hands, and they didn't have to use their swords. So they had their their jars and their torches and their trumpets, and so uh, yeah, it was defeated. They were defeated by the. Um, by Gideon, by the sword of Gideon, uh, but you know that's only because Yahweh uh, enabled him to do that, and uh, Yahweh's a strong war god, and Gideon was Gideon was an Israelite, and they defeated the Midianites um, without really using uh, swords. So Gideon and the hundred who were with him came to the outskirts of the camp at the beginning of the middle watch when they had just set the watch and they blew the trumpets and smashed the jars that were in their hands. So the three companies blew the trumpets and broke the jars, holding in their left hands the torches and in their right hand the trumpets to blow and they cried, a sword for Yahweh and for Gideon. Uh, so really associating uh, Gideon with Yahweh and making uh, Yahweh a powerful uh, war god. Every man stood in his place all around the camp, and all the men in, and all the men in camp ran. They cried out and fled. 
when they blew the 300 trumpets, Yahweh set every man's sword against his fellow against his fellow and against all the army. All right? So this is not this is not a civil war among the Midianites. This is uh, Israel was attacking and uh, it was Yahweh who confused them. So just in this instance here, this was uh, yeah, okay, and's going to admit yeah, the Midianites fought each other, but that's because of Yahweh. And the army fled as far as Beth Ashidah uh, toward Zerhurah, as far as the border of Abel Meholah by Tabath. And the men of Israel were called out from, Naph- from Naphtali and from Asher and from all Manasseh, and they pursued after the Midianites. All right, so then we're going to skip to, uh, to Judges 8, uh, verse 4. Then Gideon came to the Jordan. He said to the people of Succoth, uh, Please give some loaves of, of bread to my followers, for they are exhausted, and I am pursuing Zeba and Zamuna, the kings of Midian. All right, so here Anne is responding to one of the criticisms of the opposing narrative and that it was saying, hey, uh, if, if Gideon was an Israelite, why would he attack Israelite cities? And this Succoth was uh, one of them. So Anne's going to be uh, providing an explanation for that, uh, and here, here is how it goes. But the officials of Succoth said, do you already have in your possession the hands of Zeba and Zalmunna uh, that we should give bread to your army uh, so as you can see the uh, it was uh, the officials officials of Succoth that were the bad guys and uh, just in case that the opposing narrative was saying that uh, Gideon already had Zeba and Zalmuna uh, so there was really no uh, no reason for him to be going that way then uh, and it's going to say that he hadn't caught them yet Gideon replied, Well, then, when Yahweh has given Zeba and Zamuna into my hand, I will trample your flesh on the thorns of the, of the wilderness and on briars. Uh, by the way, uh, Gideon's name means uh, hacker, as in hacking up bodies. Uh, so this may be the reason why. Um, who knows? Uh, from there, he went up to Penuel and made the same request of them. And the people of Penuel answered him as the people of Succoth had answered. So he said to the people of Penuel, When I come back victorious, I will break down this tower. So this is Anne explaining, Hey, uh, Gideon broke down their tower because uh, people at Penuel were dicks. So uh, he was totally justified in doing that, whether they were an Israelite city or not. So Gideon went up uh, by the caravan route east of Noba and Jag- Jagbeha and attacked the army, for the army was off its guard. Zeba and Zalmua fled, and he pursued them and took the two kings of Midian. Uh, so and maybe point out here that there there are only two kings of Midian, okay? Zeba and, and Zalmuna, uh, as opposed to the opposing narrative may have been saying there were three kings of Midian, Zeba, Zalmuna, and Gideon. Uh, so again, um, uh, and trying to make Gideon an Israelite. Uh, Zeba and Zalmua 
and threw all the army into a panic. When Gideon, son of Joash, returned from the battle by the ascent of Harris, he caught a young man, one of the people of Succoth, and questioned him, and he listed for him the officials and elders of Succoth, seventy-seven people. Then he came to the people of Succoth and said, Here are Ziba and Zalmunna, about whom you taunted me, saying, Do you already have in your possession the hands of Ziba and Zalmunna, that we should give bread to your troops, who are, who are, who are exhausted? See, total dick. So these guys deserve what deserve what's coming here uh, from Gideon. Doesn't matter if they're Israelites. Gideon is is totally justified, and he's definitely not a Midianite. So he took the elders of the city, and he took thorns of the wilderness and, and briars, and with them he trampled the people people of Succoth. He also broke down the tower of uh, Penuel and killed the men of the city. Then he said to Ziba and Zalmunna, what about, what about the men whom you killed at uh, Tabor? All right, so this is, uh, N is responding to the opposing narrative, which was saying that Gideon was the guy who killed the men at Tabor. And he's going to spin this around saying say that it was uh, Ziba and Zalmunna. They answered, as you are, so were they, every one of them. They resembled the sons of a king. All right, so N's not going to mention that it's a resembled the sons of a Midianite king. Uh, but uh, so the opposing narrative is saying that Gideon killed these Israelite men at Tabor. And and is going to spin that and say, no, it was it was uh, the other kings of Midian that, that did that. And uh, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Uh, Gideon does resemble the son of a king, uh, but so did all of his brothers. They, they all look like that. And his brothers were Israelites. So it's cool. Uh, Gideon's an Israelite. So just chill. And of course, the family uh, that was killed at Tabor is not around. So they can't deny that uh, Gideon's not part of their family. And he replied, they, uh, they were my brothers, the sons of my mother. As Yahweh lives, if you had saved them alive, I would not kill you. Kill you. Uh, all right, so associating Gideon with Yahweh. Yahweh is the God of, uh, of Israel and is, is stressing throughout all of his cycles. And really showing that Gideon, Gideon, Gideon was not, didn't, didn't kill the uh, Ziba and Zalmunna uh, for any other reason. He, he killed them because he had killed his, his family. So he said to Jether, his firstborn, go kill them. But the boy did not draw his sword for he was afraid because he was still a boy. So this is the opposing narrative is saying uh, Jether didn't kill his, uh, kill those two Midianite kings because they were related to Gideon. They were related to Jether. They might've been an uncle or a grandfather or whoever. So of course he's gonna be reluctant to kill them. But uh, Anna's going to spin this in a different direction and say, no, no, it was he was still a boy. He was afraid. So perfectly understandable. Uh, and this is a uh, this is a this is this would be a good move on Gideon's part um, if it was a uh, civil war, if he was a Midianite revolting against other Midianites uh, to uh, implicate his firstborn into the rebellion, the revolt or whatever you want to call it. So that uh, basically so his son can't sell him out down the road somewhere because he's going to be just as guilty as Gideon. And I should know what, you know, why is N, why is N even, why does N even want to try to make Gideon a uh, Israelite? Well, one, he's a war hero and uh, N is trying to drum up, drum up business for his, his military forces. 
but the other reason is that the descendants of Gideon uh, may have still been around and they may have been uh, assimilated into Israel. And so they may still be a powerful force. Uh, and so they may want to be and is going to want to integrate them and form an alliance, basically form an alliance with them and is trying to form a strong military force. And so he's going to, uh, if there is a, already a strong military tribe, he's going to try to integrate them into Israel and make them acceptable to Israel. We're also going to see this in the next uh, cycle with uh, Jephthah, uh, who was also opposing narrative was saying he's not an Israelite. And so this may have been a... Uh, uh, also an alliance with a strong military tribe in order to strengthen uh, Israel. Then Ziba and Zalmunna said, You come and kill us, for as the man is, so is his strength. So Gideon proceeded to kill Ziba and Zalmunna, and he took the crescents that were on the necks of their camels. So these crescents are like a royal are like a royal thing. And so if, if Gideon wasn't a Midianite, why did he have these crescents? I mean, it's... Uh, obvious that he's a Midianite royal, but uh, N's going to provide an alter, alternative, alternative explanation in saying, saying that he took them from Ziba and Zalmunna. So uh, Midian was subdued before the Israelites and they lifted up their heads no more. All right, so see, Israel, Israel is a powerful uh, military force coming out and signed up for a military, military and uh, it's all good. So that is, uh, that's the Gideon cycle. Hope you liked it. And uh, next uh, next episode, we got Jephta coming up. That's a really short cycle, so that'll probably be a short episode. Um, but hope you, hope you enjoyed this one. If you liked it, uh, please share it. If you like my podcast, please leave a five-star five review on uh, iTunes. <laughs> and um, if you have questions, be sure to let me know. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Murrisk. Uh, scriptura or there's a form on my website uh, mirrorreading.com and if you have questions just uh, let me know what they are and I'll try to uh, answer you or maybe I'll uh, put together a QA and uh, a episode sometime alright have a great day